0: We don't know over the next period of a few days. I guess that's the real test. So we'll be seeing what happens over those next next couple of days. And that was just some of the president's nearly five-minute message. Our own Kim Tobin is live in the newsroom with more on what he had to say and his condition. Yeah, Jonathan
1: and Kathy, as you saw President Trump himself speaking about his diagnosis, saying he's feeling well, but acknowledging that the next few days will be crucial. This comes after some mixed messages from his medical team about the timeline of his sickness and what the next 48 hours has in store. Speaking from Walter Reed Medical Center, President Trump says he's feeling well as he battles COVID-19.
2: I came here,
0: wasn't feeling so well. I feel much better now. We're working hard to get me
3: all the way back. I have to be back.
1: His medical team says he's in good spirits and hasn't had a fever in 24
3: hours. At this time, the team and I are extremely happy with the progress the president has made. The quote he, he left us with was, I feel like I could walk out of here today.
1: Dr. Sean Conley says the president developed symptoms on Thursday, a mild cough, nasal congestion, and fatigue, and that they were 72 hours into his fight. The White House later put out a memo correcting the timeline Conley offered, saying they're 48 hours in, and he was diagnosed Thursday evening. Dr. Conley also would not answer specific questions about how high the president's fever had reached, and he was not clear about if the president has ever been treated with supplemental oxygen.
3: Thursday no oxygen, none at this moment, yeah, and yesterday with the team, uh, while, while we were all here, he was not on oxygen.
4: But the concerning thing again is, you know, today they talk about the vitals being normal, him being up and around, him doing things. uh, A a little uh, confusing as to whether he was on oxygen or not. That's important because if he was on oxygen, that means that his lungs are being affected at this point.
1: A source familiar with the president's condition told NBC's Peter Alexander some of the president's vital signs Friday morning were, quote, early indicators of the potential progression beyond mild illness. The president says he's feeling confident. His medical staff says he's taking the antiviral treatment remdesivir and an antibody cocktail to boost his immune system.
2: I think we're going to have a very good result.
0: Again, over the next few days, we're going to probably know for sure. So I just want to thank
2: everybody out there, everybody all over the world.
1: And the president also said the first lady, Melania Trump, is doing well. White House doctors say she does not need treatment at the hospital at this point. Live in the newsroom, Kim Tobin, NBC4 News.
0: Kim, thank you. And we know that former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie drove himself to the hospital today. He says, out of an abundance of caution, after testing positive for the coronavirus, Christie says he suffers from asthma, and his doctors suggested he be checked out at the hospital. Christie says he has a slight fever, he's achy, and that he helped the president prepare for last. Last week's debate and was at the White House ceremony last weekend. He said no one was wearing masks during that debate prep.
5: Chris Christie is one of several people at the Rose Garden ceremony for Supreme Court Justice nominee Amy Coney Barrett last Saturday. Now at least eight people in attendance have tested positive. That event fast becoming a point of interest for contact tracers but as NBC4's McCallum Medina tells us health officials say the outdoor ceremony was most likely not a super spreader event
2: take a look at the crowd for the packed event at the white house rose garden for judge amy coney barrett last saturday the president first lady u.s senators and dozens of others now look at this photo showing seven of the eight who've since now tested positive for covid-19 in the video you can see there was no social distancing and only a few people wearing masks despite that some nbc health experts don't think this is where the virus spread. They think the spread likely happened here, indoors. That's where a receiving line inside the White House was for Judge Barrett. You can see Barrett with Utah Senator Mike Lee in these photos. Barrett had tested negative at the White House. There was a lack of mask and social distancing inside. Lee tested positive. Senator Tom Tillis also tested positive. He wore a mask outside. It's unclear if he wore one inside. The video from the event showed that President Trump and the First Lady did not wear masks outside. Neither did Kellyanne Conway or the President's campaign manager all have tested positive. Former Governor Chris Christie, an unidentified journalist, and the President of Notre Dame, Reverend John Jenkins, have all tested positive. Despite all those positive tests, there is a growing list of people who attended the event, issuing statements today that they've tested negative. Health officials have stressed carriers can spread the virus before they have symptoms and before they test positive. As for Judge Amy Coney Barrett, she revealed she had tested positive for COVID-19 over the summer. Health officials say she could still have immunity protecting herself against the virus while at that indoor event where they suspect the virus spread. I'm McCallum Medina, NBC4. Will the president's
0: diagnosis affect how people here take precautions in public? NBC4's Michelle has talked to people about it today at a socially distance event in El Monte
6: mask
4: up.
6: the news of the president and the first lady and those in their inner circle testing positive for coronavirus is getting strong reaction from many elected officials who spent many weekends attending local events during the pandemic
4: certainly if the president of the united states who uh, apparently didn't take this as seriously as he could have with respect to the mask that he was uh, constantly saying i don't need that let me just take this opportunity to make it
3: clear
4: that was bad counsel at best
6: over in Almonte this morning an impressive display of elected officials and community members social distancing with masks on as they celebrate their new dog park
2: there is a renewed level of responsibility and as a community and as community leaders we need to be mindful of that and remind others that this is the new reality. One thing I wanted you to notice is that, you know, you noticed everybody was spread apart. Yeah. All of our, our chairs were spread I apart. Everyone was taking their personal responsibility
6: to be far apart. So at this time,
4: the council, if you'll join me.
6: Alma Martinez, the city manager of El Monte, who has two young children at home with compromised immune systems, says the news of the president and first lady really sent the message home. To them, it was a shocker, and it was a constant reminder that no matter who you are, this is real. doesn't discriminate positions, titles, money, creed, religion, gender, nothing. You will get it if you are not careful. And that's why the mayor of El Monte says he plans to continue making this message loud and clear.
3: Masks, distance, and washing your hands.
6: In El Monte, Michelle Baez, NBC4 News
5: we are also getting an update on the first lady she has been resting at the white house after testing positive thursday night the white house chief of staff says she's doing well and that her symptoms have not worsened the first lady is staying in touch with her husband and she said she is thinking of all who are ill and wishing them a speedy recovery
0: and as the virus spreads across capitol hills senate majority leader mitch mcconnell is calling for a two-week recess mcconnell requesting that the senate not come back into session until October 19th, but he still wants the the Judiciary Committee to move forward with virtual confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Mm -hmm. Judge Amy Coney Barrett. Those will start October 12th. Our coverage on the president will continue in just a few minutes. We're also staying on top of this latest digitally, both on NBCLA.com and the NBCLA app.
5: LA city leaders spent the morning handing out PPE to street vendors, small businesses, and the people of Westlake. And that included face shields, masks, hand sanitizer, gloves, and some information on COVID 19 prevention. The donations went out to hundreds of people. Looking live from our
0: camera at the port of LA, meteorologist David Biggers tracking your first alert forecast with our live radar network.
3: David. And Jonathan, we have some poor air quality to talk about once again for today. You can see all the areas here shaded in this purple coloring, indicating very unhealthy air. A lot of red on this map as well indicated that we just have unhealthy air. And then we have some areas in orange indicating unhealthy air for sensitive groups, such so as folks with lung ailments. Now, we are looking at this, obviously, across portions of the San Gabriel Mountains of the San Fernando Valley, but most of this air quality, is not being, poor air quality is not being caused by smoke, but it's actually being caused by ozone. However, as we go into the overnight hours tonight, that's likely going to change, and this is why. This is a live look from our Universal City camera looking off to the east, and that is the Bobcat fire. So you can see all the smoke from the fire that's being pushed up over. san fernando valley so we'll be watching this very carefully over the next couple of hours it'll likely lead to some poor air quality as we go into the overnight so for tomorrow we're going to be starting off the day with early low clouds and fog across the region then as we get into the afternoon it's going to be slightly cooler but it will still be pretty warm out there we're still talking about mid to upper nineties inlet but the good news is that the cooling doesn't just stop tomorrow it goes through a couple of days in fact it goes through the entire week ahead leading into a really nice weekend as we head into next weekend all details on these changes coming up in just a couple of minutes back to you
5: david thank you Well firefighters continue to make progress against that massive bobcat wildfire in the angeles national forest while there was a flare-up yesterday fire officials say today consisted mostly of reinforcing fire lines and mopping up The Bobcat fire is now 84% contained it's been burning since the start of September and it's already scorched nearly 115,000 acres and
0: firefighters in northern California are still battling the glass fire containment and update here is now at 10%. That's some good news and firefighters are hopeful that the weather will start to cooperate for them. But for now, they're still facing a very tough fight. A lot of rough terrain in that area. The glass fires already burned more than 60,000 acres in Napa and Sonoma counties. The mayor of California saying evacuations remain in place
6: but that he's feeling optimistic very fortunate um, very thankful it has not entered the city limits but also you know very concerned for our friends and neighbors they're still Calistogans who live outside of the city limits who have certainly been impacted
0: and thick smoke has also largely grounded the air attack today.
5: Still ahead, the new grand jury recordings released in the Breonna Taylor case. What they reveal about the moments before officers shot and killed her.
0: And the impact of President Trump's diagnosis on the campaign. We're going to show you the changes for next week's vice presidential debate coming up. The next time you
1: pick up a pen... Thank you ...the first modern ballpoint then, NBC4 celebrates this life-changing history maker. Brought
4: to you by El Pollo Loco. Proudly supporting Latina-owned... Small...
0: Death. NBC's Ron Allen breaks down newly released recordings from the grand jury and calls for transparency.
4: As the grand jurors listened to the evidence in the Brianna Taylor case, at one point at least, they wanted to hear more. We have not for all the videos, we just the time, and we get time. <laughs> Fifteen hours of audio recordings that Brianna Taylor's family hoped would shed new light on the botched drug raid at her apartment in March that left the twenty six year old emergency room technician dead, the tapes revealing it was a chaotic and confusing scene. Was
0: there a formal plan between the seven officers as they made
3: approach to the to serving the warrant? I'm not aware of one.
4: During the hearing, officers can be heard numerous times discussing one of the most important issues in the case, insisting they announced they were police before breaking down Taylor's door. door
3: door.
4: Taylor's boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, also in the apartment, claims police never identified themselves and he fired a gun he was licensed to carry because the couple was afraid of an unknown intruder taylor was killed when police returned fire what prosecutors have said was justified self-defense i'm confident that once the public listens to the recordings they will see that our team presented a thorough case kentucky's attorney general said in a statement while taylor's family's lawyer saying the jurors were stonewalled every step of the way by a prosecution team that had a predetermined outcome and a disingenuous agenda does this change anything not for the family of Breonna Taylor. Our family is not satisfied, and the recorders can't tell it out.
0: That was Ron Allen reporting. One of the grand jurors has asked the court for permission to speak out about the case. Taylor's family wants an independent special prosecutor to present evidence to a new grand jury.
5: 25-year-old man is in jail accused of firing shots at police officers during a dangerous pursuit. It happened in Hemet last night. Police tell us a driver of a red Toyota Solara was wanted for a recent shooting. When an officer tried to pull him over, the driver took off. During the pursuit, police say the man started shooting. The Hemet officer and a CHP officer were not shot, but their cruisers were hit. The alleged shooter, Jonathan Kyler Nunn of Idlewild, has been charged with two counts of attempted murder of peace officers. And the search continues this evening for a killer after a deadly stabbing last night. It happened just after 9 o'clock along Grand Avenue between Pico and 12th. Police say the 21-year-old victim was standing in an alley talking with a friend when a man jumped out of a car and stabbed him several times. The attacker then then got back into the car and drove off.
0: An 11-year-old boy is on a mission to thank all the San Gabriel Valley Police Departments. Jordan Ramirez of La Puente spent the morning walking nine miles to several stations to present officers with plaques of appreciation. Last year, he completed a world record by becoming one of the youngest people to finish uh, seven marathons on seven continents. Here's his message to first responders.
5: I wanna show them that people uh, respect them and honor them.
0: Jordan dedicated all of his runs to the military and first responders. Good
5: job. Let's head outside right now, show you the view from Mount Wilson. We have meteorologist David Bigger here, and as always, he's tracking your first alert forecast. David.
3: And Kathy, as we go through the next week or so, we're going to be finally on a cooling trend. But the next couple of days, it'll still remain warm out there, just not as hot as we've seen over the past few days. Here's a little bit of why. First of all, we're getting some of the marine layer back. That's part of the help. We will also be watching for an area of low pressure to pass by as we go through the second half of the week. But let's talk low cloud cover first. By 11 o'clock tonight, we already have the low cloud setting up. What you'll notice is that it's really not able to push very far inland. In fact, as we advance through the rest of Futurecast here in Pause, at 6 o'clock in the morning. You'll notice we've only seen the low clouds get to maybe just the entrance of the San Gabriel Valley, but for the most part the inland locations are completely clear for the morning hours, while we're starting off with some low clouds on the coast, the basin and northern Orange County. Now, as we go through the morning hours, it'll take some time to clear out. Maybe by the time we get to about 11 o'clock we'll see mainly clear skies, but you see along the Ventura County coast into the L.A. County coastline that some spots are still looking at low clouds as late as 11 o'clock in the morning. In fact, we may have to- to wait until the afternoon hours to get some additional clearing. As we play through even more feature casts, you see only a couple of clear slots forming up. Even then, as we head into the overnight hours, we're watching for more cloud cover. Here's 11 o'clock in the evening. You're seeing some of this dark gray shading. You can see it around the Valencia area, extending down toward downtown LA. this little finger of that darker color right there. So what this is, is high cloud cover that's way up in the atmosphere, rather than the low clouds. This will be streaming through the area, through the overnight hours, so you really won't notice any of it, unless, of course, you try to go and look at the moon or something but as we get into the morning hours it may make for a nice sunrise however That's just a weak weather system passing by, not really having an impact on temperatures. If anything, the marine layer just won't really come back during the overnight hours. And by the time we get into Monday afternoon, we're looking at clear skies once again, and yet another warm day, although it will be a little bit cooler than what we see for tomorrow. Here's what it looks like for tomorrow across the desert. Temperatures mainly mid to upper 90s, so 98 degrees in Barstow, 95 in Victorville, 96 in Lancaster, and the upper 70s through the area mountains. Now for the Inland Empire, we'll be cooler for tomorrow, but it's still going to be pretty warm. At least it's not triple digits, though. So 99 degrees around Paris, for example, 99 in Lake Elsinore, 98 degrees in Riverside, 96 degrees in Corona. Orange County will start off with the low clouds for the morning. That'll clear out the sunshine by the afternoon. So that means temperatures in the upper 80s to low 90s inland, with the upper 70s to low 80s by the coastline, and 90 degrees around Laguna Niguel. Here's what looks like for the Ventura County coastal areas extending into the valley spots. Let's we'll start with the coastlines. We're going to be starting off with some low clouds. That should clear out. The temperatures will be in the mid-70s, around Oxnard Ventura you start to work your way inland you'll quickly find 90s so expect 90s around Thousand Oaks 93 in Simi Valley 99 degrees though in Northridge 98 in Van Nuys and around the basin it's also looking pretty warm upper 80s so low 90s around the basin we're looking at the mid 90s around the San Gabriel Valley with 92 degrees in Alhambra 94 degrees in Glendale and 96 in Sherman Oaks Here's what looks like at the 7-day forecast. Basins on top, coastlines on the bottom. You'll notice the cooling trend goes through the entire week ahead. So expect it to stay warm for tomorrow, Monday. We're kind of back into the mid-80s by Tuesday. By Wednesday and Thursday, that's actually pretty close to average for this time of year. We may have a degree or two of warming for Friday, but then we cool off for Saturday. And Saturday, we're calling it partly cloudy right now. We are watching a weather system that may bring some rain close to the area. We'll keep our fingers crossed that we get a couple of raindrops as well. Valleys are on top here, i.e.s on the bottom, upper 90s. In the next couple of days, but we will be cooling down right around average by the time we get into Thursday, with temperatures in the mid to upper 80s. High desert forecast on top here, low desert forecast on the bottom. You see plenty of 90s for the high desert, but it is a cooling trend for the entire week. We'll be back into the low 80s by next weekend. And finally, here's how it looks for the area mountains. Temperatures running in the mid 70s for the next couple of days, but even though it's slight, it's a gradual cooling trend all the way through next weekend. And again, we'll be watching Saturday very carefully in the mountains, right now calling it partly cloudy and dry but rain will be nearby so we'll keep our fingers crossed again that we get some here in southern california at the forecast back over to you
0: we'll keep our fingers crossed david thank you park transformation the 70 million dollar investment into a south l.a park named for laker legend magic johnson
5: and the changes from airbnb the rental service hopes will keep people safe on halloween